is a podcast where we talk about movies. I'm Emily. I'm Dora. And for this episode, we watched the movie Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. yeah. It's a Coen Brothers <laughs> Neither film. Neither of us had <laughs> yeah. seen it before. It was, it was and uh, I, <laughs> we have to, to stretch it, man. But it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, basically, if you haven't seen the movie, it's... A guy and he's a folk singer um he was a part of a duo but his partner killed himself and so it's him trying to find fame and get his art out there now that he's a solo artist and he generally doesn't have a house or anything or any yeah, yeah. like things yeah per se. <laughs> he's got a cat for and... a good part of the movie <laughs> right like he had a cat for a little while that was a thing no the soundtrack was good um yeah. that is something i thought about when i was watching this movie in particular is like He's going to all these people and he's kind of looking for like validation mm-hmm. or somebody to like just really get his music, mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah, it's, it's funny as he's trying to find this audience and we as the people watching the movie are kind of his audience that he doesn't yeah, even know is there. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, and so it's kind of interesting that he's feeling all like upset and nihilistic about like his yeah, art or whatever voices, and yeah. like yeah it's like no one listens to me and we are but he would never know that as a character yeah anyway. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that too um just you know like definitely i mean for me it's like it's kind of interesting because i guess this movie came out in 2013 um and i mm-hmm. i always really wanted to see it um and I like I meant to go see it with my dad when it came out in theaters, and I we we didn't end up doing it. But I had like downloaded the soundtrack in preparation to go see the movie. <laughs> but I like yeah. didn't see it for like four years. But I've been listening to the soundtrack for that entire time, so it was really fun for me because it was basically like watching a musical that I got to sing along to. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I found that the like the parts of the movie when he's performing his songs. Um, I mean, and I think a lot of that is just through Oscar Isaac's, like, phenomenal performance, but that those are the moments where, like, you f- I feel like Lewin is his most uh, kind of, like, exposed, but also, like, his most honest. Um, he spends so much of this movie kind of, kind of being a deadbeat, but also, like, yeah, like, he's depressed and he's kind of a deadbeat and he doesn't really know, like, where he's, like, he just kind of keeps being stuck in the same place um but those moments when he's Mm -hmm. singing and performing like it it really truly does feel like something special i mean it's like the like the his musical talent is like obviously really really good and like i think you know oscar isaac is too but as a character so it yeah it's interesting that when he's performing as the audience kind of looking at that and going wow like i actually really you know like i'm really appreciating this performance and then it just made me feel like crushed when like nobody else in the movie gives a shit about his music i'm like but it's really good (laughs) right like like that cruel irony it's like we know you're good (laughs) but but he'll never know because it's a movie yeah yeah (laughs) it's interesting i was reading about how we are so oversaturated with um film that's about like overcoming something mm-hmm. like if, if this was yeah. like not an indie film he would have made it as like a career yeah, exactly. somehow or whatever but like this movie's almost about the opposite oh, of what yeah. we're used it's to seeing like all the time such a nihilist movie in many ways yeah it's like you're probably nothing's gonna happen of this yeah and then yeah um which yeah i thought that was really interesting because you are like so used to seeing that like if you work hard and try hard enough 
then you're going to get where you mm-hmm. need to go. And it's very, like, American Dream-esque. And this yeah. movie seemed to have, like, an almost unpatriotic undertone about that. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, I, yeah. Which is interesting because it's, like, I mean, it's kind of about a very specific place in American history. Um, right. I was reading about how it's, like, right before folk got big. Yeah. And, and, and folk yeah. was all about, like, these kind of, like, you know, anti-war messages. And it was, you know, kind of about, like oh, we're speaking the heart of the people, so to I mean, it's like with Bob Dylan and stuff. Which, yeah, the throwaway at the right. end with Bob Dylan was pretty great. Um, was funny. I was like, who's that guy? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. I mean, it, it like, I, I struggle to say something like, oh, this movie is quote-unquote realistic, because, I mean, this movie is, like, really harsh, and I don't know if I'm... Right. I mean, I'm a somewhat optimistic person, so I hesitate to be, like oh, this I is, agree. like, how it really is, because I'm like, no, and it's, it's not, but, um, yeah, it, it is really interesting that it definitely subverts this idea that, oh, as long as you work really hard and try your best and, you know, you'll, you'll be successful, basically, and, that, yeah, there's this kind of mythos that is certainly built into the American dream that, like, as long as you just put in the effort and the work that things are going to work out for you, which is, like, no, actually, for most people in life, that's n- not the case at all. Like, there's a lot more yeah. you have to consider. And that's the thing is, like, I think coming to grips with the reality that more than likely you're not really going to achieve anything of that great of value. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Right. Um, and kind of... And that's okay. Yeah. We have, like, two listeners on this podcast, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for real. No, same, same. But, no, it, it's, it just kind of depends on what your definition of um success is so to success speak. Yeah, yeah absolutely and because uh, uh, i think uh as i was trying to argue too when i was watching it where i was like maybe he would just like be happier if he was doing this music and enjoying it for himself as opposed to like looking for other people to enjoy it i guess yeah I'd... and like that's easier said than done oh, like obviously yeah. you need to make a living and <laughs> eat like but um yeah, but his he's, his whole thing seemed to be that he wanted to make it big as opposed to just, like, make a living. Yeah. But... The thing that I thought yeah. was really interesting, um, kind of in relation to that, is... Is that this... I Just because it's... I don't know if it's just because it's a Coen Brothers film, but, like, even that kind of a narrative, like, the story... Like, this movie isn't about Lewin learning to just kind of accept who he is in the end like that would also be kind of a fairly not like a cliche hollywood film right. but like it's you don't even get that kind of catharsis at the right. end it's, of the movie there's no like lesson <laughs> yeah, learned he, it feels like there's no like happy resolution uh, yeah, at the end other than just, maybe a vague suggestion that he might kill himself right i don't yeah depending on how you want to interpret that yeah it's but no this movie it's like i mean i was kind of amazed that it's not just that he seems to continually make the wrong decision like all the time it's also that it's almost like the universe itself is kind of trying to keep him stuck in the same point in time like it's yeah it's not just that he uh, makes bad decisions it's like things just don't work out for him period <laughs> like at all and uh yeah that's yeah. the um because i brought up the suicide thing and it's funny that you talk about it like that because there was a comparison to this and his character with um Oh my God! I'm gonna sound um, the guy in Greek mythology in the underworld who's constantly pushing a rock up a hill to watch it fall back down. Oh God! I <laughs> I like that know that story, and I cannot for yes. the life of me remember that dude's name. But I know at some point it's I'm gonna sure bug me. Hang on, we should probably look it up. But I'm look it up. Um, <clears throat> it's like the legend of something or other. But anyway, the guy is pushing Is the rock up the hill, sis- and so it's like the same. 
I, I think it starts with the C. I think it's something like that. Like says something. Is, is it Sisyphus? I don't think. Oh. I think it's it. That sounds right. Rock up hill. Okay. <laughs> yep, it's Sisyphus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill, and they compared it to. Um, Oh my god. <laughs> okay, no. What else? What's the name of the character? <laughs> I was like, what else do I have to Google? Lewin? Lewin? Yeah. Lewin, thank you. Um, anyway, they compared it to Lewin. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> compared it to Lewin and how he's like consistently doing all these things only to end up right back where he yeah, was before exactly. and like how that's kind of like a nice little metaphor for life where we're just constantly like like, uh, uh, we always have our ups and downs, right? We're constantly pushing that rock up the hill only until, like, at some point we're going to feel upset again. Yeah. Or, like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm good, I'm happy, I'm doing it, and now I'm upset again. Yeah, it's... And, um, yeah, and I think that's what maybe this movie is really trying to get at, is, like, well, especially at the end when he's, like, the only thing that's really different is he says, like, see you later. Au revoir. Which, and I was like, yeah. is he saying goodbye to this continuous cycle? Is that like an implication? No, that I actually like off himself like his partner. No, I actually thought it. I mean, I I interpreted that as the opposite because it because it because it's a direct. It's not just goodbye; like it's a direct translation for like see you again, which to me kind of made it seem like he was just accepting that his life was stuck uh, in this maybe. perpetual cycle of like. I mean, I guess the like the part of the movie that I struggled with a little bit was like interpreting whether or not the beginning like because the beginning of the film and the end of the film are direct mirrors like they're basically the same scene with like one minor difference which is in the beginning he like the cat escapes and at the end he's able to keep the cat in the apartment and so i don't know if that means that like those things that those were two different instances or if it was like yeah i don't know but regardless it was like kind of i think it was kind of meant to be like oh he's just back in this like same loop so to speak where Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, and he just keeps doing this, and uh, he can't really escape it. Yeah, which happening. is, like, super depressing to think about. Yeah. It's like, well, the oh, cat thing was interesting. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I heard a comparison that it was, like, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, especially because he, like, essentially kills a cat. We, don't, I mean, it's not... Right, and we don't I know guess if it's, it's not, that cat or not. Yeah, I guess it's not, like, the cat. It's not uh, Ulysses. Yeah, I mean, I think the Sisyphus thing is be. obviously <laughs> right, because the Cullen brothers are, like, super into their their greek stuff but um yeah yeah i don't know it's uh it's it's interesting i mean i i the thing i like knew going into this film that i kind of i like i that it was kind of like a movie about that a movie that looks like how depression feels so to speak mm, mm-hmm. um and there is i mean and we can talk about this later but like the i mean the the like the cinematography and the the whole like aesthetics of it and stuff but just that idea of him essentially being like at the end of it it just feels like he's kind of like yeah whatever i give up like i'm just gonna be stuck here which is it's just kind of a shitty place to end up you know but yeah and well that's i guess maybe i I don't suffer from depression but imagine it would feel similar (laughs) yeah it's like i feel like i'm stuck in it if that makes sense like i'm doing this i'm trying i'm doing all this stuff and still the same like constant yeah i mean i i can certainly like i have authority to speak to that or whatever but it's um (laughs) yeah it's very much like i that idea of uh that you're always gonna in some ways you're always gonna end up coming back to the same place um right i don't know for different people it's it can mean different things like if you're i mean if you're 
a truly depressed individual, um, you know, that that place that you come back to is really shitty. And then, you know, for, for, for other people, it's like a kind of coming back to a place of acceptance that like you are a person who has depression and like, you know, that you're going to come back to that, but it's also kind of knowing that there will also be moments where you're like not in that place. But with him, yeah, it feels like no matter what he tries to do, he just, he keep like, he gets drawn back into kind of, I mean, it, I just, like, I have it, like, so clear in my head that he just, like, he keeps getting drawn back to that specific bar <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. that specific alleyway because it's just, like, those are kind of, that's kind of, like, the key place in the film. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, those places, too, are kind of, like, um, none of them are warm. No, like, everything no, is, like... Like covered in stone and you're just gonna get dark. You're gonna get beat up uh, again, dude, for like heckling this like harp lady or whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> God. Yeah, that's interesting too. I think that scene where he's like having dinner with them and oh, she yeah. she starts singing, she, like singing his part or yeah. yeah, and he just like fucking goes off on her and yeah. I mean, I I liked his rant because I agree that like <laughs> oh, yeah. why the fuck are you making him. <laughs> do it yeah you know, his living like for free for you guys anyway trip, but yeah no it's that whole like his relationship with um the Gorfines I found really interesting I there I read somewhere online that there's like this theory that it's you know it's it's unsubstantiated but that maybe the Gorfines are like Mike's parents or something yeah um, I saw that too yeah, actually which, yeah I don't know I mean I don't like there isn't really anything to support it in the movie but I kind of like that um because it kind of at least mm. in my brain explains like why he'd be hanging out with this like older married couple <laughs> yeah that's like it made sense <laughs> well, to me too yeah. like I guess this they, they obviously they didn't seem like sad enough or whatever yeah. as I was reading but at the same time I think that would make a lot of sense yeah. as to like why he was there how he even knew these people mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it's interesting because like it, it certainly feels like um like mike's suicide is fairly recent um right well and i guess i'm um, looking at the page now i guess mike has a different surname like his surname is not gorefine but i don't know it's still kind of a cool idea but in any case um yeah, dude. yeah i mean mike's suicide is supposedly recent or like it feels recent because of how upset he is but i mean i i also kind of felt like it wasn't really that recent i mean it would have obviously he's like had the time to to produce and prepare and like you know put out like a solo album and stuff and so maybe if there was a way for that to for their, them to be his parents that like they've been able to move on and he's just i don't know maybe there's something to the fact that he can't get over that mike died to, that kind of relates mm. to the fact that he can't get out of the same place. I don't know, maybe in like a hall, in like a quote unquote Hollywood movie, he would like reach a point of catharsis and get over the death of like his, you know, partner or whatever, and um, and then he would move on with his life. But that's like not, <laughs> yeah, that's not what this is. So, but, um, <laughs> and you move on. Yeah, nah. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah. um. But there's something... Yeah, it's like, honestly, I almost missed the fact that he killed himself. And I was like, oh, oh really? wait. It yeah. took me a bit. I, I Somehow I almost managed to miss that. I was like, he's gone. Yeah. And then he, it was like, jumped off the wrong bridge or whatever. But, yeah, um, God, that part was so like, oh, man. I know that, like, uh, what's his face? Um, God, I almost... Wrong, wrong person. John Goodman. Um, oh, yes. 
Yeah, I know he was, like, supposed to be such an asshole, but, God, can you imagine saying that to somebody who's, like... I know. You know, a close friend or whatever has just killed themselves. Oh, aren't they supposed to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge? It's like, no, dude. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah, that's, like, always pretty funny. I don't know. Yeah, um, his, his character... Those two characters were, like... I mean, it's just, like, such a typical Coen Brothers in the film that, like, the characters are just super fucking weird, like, all of them. Yeah. It's like, how do these people exist? Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of, like, but... weird caricatures of, like, specific people that kind of represent aspects of um, that era, I right. think. I don't know. I'm not, like, super up on, like, what folk music is, other than, that, like, you know, I enjoy it and stuff, um, but... Right. Yeah, I, I think of, like, Mumford and Sons. Yeah. So I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in this film, so, like, there you go. Yes. Yeah, the the um the guy that so oh that's funny you didn't know that um Marcus Mumford uh does the voice of the of of Mike um I guess not he's obviously like doesn't speak in the movie but he's on the soundtrack like there's a couple of songs that Marcus Mumford sings on in the soundtrack and uh when he's holding up oh. when Lewin's holding up their album cover it's got a picture of him on it and uh oh. and he's married at least I think they're still married he's married to um Carrie Mulligan who plays Jean Marcus Mumford is. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're still married. Did not know any of that. Yeah. Um, fun facts yeah. when you... <laughs> yeah, fun facts. Yeah, she, that did was a, good. she did a really good job. Her character was just like... Yoof. But... He's just so bitter. Yeah. <laughs> bitter. Which I guess I would be too, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She... You're married to Justin Timberlake, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> be a little happier, man, you know? Be appreciative. But I guess maybe... Um, yeah, because that was the whole thing, too. Yeah. The abortion... Yeah, um, I don't really know. I was, like, trying to think if I really had any kind of, like, thoughts on that other than, I don't know, that's obviously yeah, kind of um, reflective of the time period, maybe, but... It was, like, kind of, like, Schrodinger's cat again, where it's, like, there's the cat, but it's, uh, he may or may not have run over it, so it's both dead and alive kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it was, like, the baby, the baby may yeah. or may not have been aborted. This two... Yeah, he's got possibles, two... Which doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't matter either way it goes. He ends up in the same place. Maybe that's what it's saying. I don't know. I feel like this, the Cullen Brothers are just so... I mean, I don't know. Can you put meaning into something good? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're going to be like, everything is meaningless, and you're just going to go back to this terrible place, and all the, I mean, then that's creating meaning, too. Why not just make something good? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I appreciate that they're... I feel like in their movies, especially since I watch uh, No Country for Old Men, like, right directly after it, they seem to have, like, these scenes of just, like, shit that it's, like, why would you have that? I don't know. And I think maybe they're kind of just bringing home the point that, like, you know, you're watching this trying to figure out why it's in there. Maybe their point is, like, there is no reason they could literally just be in there because we wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's in and of itself kind of... I know, it's kind of against what we're doing like, currently because we have to <laughs> analyze us, like, the stuff. Analysis, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, <laughs> oh, not to get like all like you know, there's you can you can analyze even the stuff that can't be analyzed or I don't know whatever. A lot of it you can. <laughs> analyzing. I mean, I don't know if I would call this Coen Brothers like surrealism as much as like they certainly have like absurdist qualities to their work at times when it's kind of like yeah. they do things just for the sake of doing things and almost kind of like, right they're just killing yeah. like, whatever like the thing that i kept thinking about when like when i was thinking of lewin's character that was like like he seemed to take 
his music so seriously and to the extent that he spends a good portion of the movie like either making fun of other musicians or kind of like belittling them um yeah which is funny i um car um (laughs) yeah which is interesting because i'm trying to i don't i can't remember if there's like actually a line in there somewhere where he says something along the lines of like like i hate folk music but he like he makes jokes at the expense of folk music like one of my favorite line of the movie is like that little thing that he does after he's done playing a song which is like oh you know it's never new and it never gets old that's how you know it's folk music which is like Mm -hmm. really true um is and uh it was good good line yeah and it seems like he doesn't seem i don't know like he doesn't like he doesn't seem like he enjoys much of anything and that he almost to me sometimes it seems like he doesn't actually enjoy what he does but but when he is performing he does like that that's the thing that i found about his character that it was like like he's kind of an he asshole. Like hates what he does, but he likes yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of an asshole, and he like doesn't make good decisions, or he just like everything bad happens to him. But like you still kind of want him to be successful because when he performs, like he's a he's really good. Yeah, um, and like well, that scene where he's just like, I don't see any money in this. Yeah, that like, just, oh my god, need like this is like I, poured his heart I out know. in this song, and you're like, but the, oh. But the, the thing <laughs> is that like he picked like the song that he picked like like the songs that. Uh, are in the in on the soundtrack and like the songs that he performs in the movie they're like the most obscure fucking folks like they're obscure even in terms of like 1960s standards yeah like, um i don't know like i'm not uh, like my parents and my like my family is like super into that music and so like i grew up listening to a lot of stuff but i always felt like with folk music that it's like such a specific place and time that is really kind of almost inaccessible to me um like kind of being like the the roots of like a lot of the hippie movement and stuff like that and like i, I like a lot of modern folk music i mean like i like mumford and sons too or for what it's worth but um right <laughs> <laughs> but like uh like like the i don't know like the only like the only way i know how to really talk about it is that a couple of years ago my mom and i went to a joan baez concert and uh she's I don't know. She's like this woman that like she was around at the same time that Bob Dylan was, and um, they had like a whole thing and stuff. And uh, oh, okay. Like, dog. Like she she performed. Like she was like we wait. Like we waited for like two hours. Like it was kind of this like fe- it wasn't like a festival, but there was like other stuff going on or whatever. She was like kind of late, and she was only there for like forty minutes. It was kind of unreal. Um, just in terms of like. As far as concerts go, she was, like, there for 40 minutes. She kind of played, like, the folk music hits and, like, talked about Bob Dylan and, like, did other stuff and then just, like, peaced out. And I was like, this is a little weird. Like, but everybody around me that was, like, like, no offense, like, my mom's age and older and stuff were, like, super into it. I was just, like, (laughs) I was like, I just don't feel super connected to, like, this time, I guess. Yeah. And I felt like... Yeah, I wonder. I felt like... How much of it's nostalgia. Yeah, and I felt like even he in the movie was kind of, like, being so judgmental toward kind of, like, newer music or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, That it was, like... There's just, like, this thread of nostalgia in that genre of music that I just feel like no matter how far you back, there's, like, people are always kind of, like, singing, like, old songs and stuff about old times and... I don't know. I I really like folk music, like, don't get me wrong, but there's definitely, like, a sense of kind of melancholy and nostalgia in there that, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. 
but... I don't know, because I definitely like folk music too, but again, it's not like I'm... Like, up or whatever. <laughs> feeling the revolution or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, no. But... Well, it's interesting because, like, yeah, that because that was the genre of music for, you know, the um, for that era in terms of, like, what's mm-hmm. revolutionary, and for us it's... Um, God, I don't know. Other stuff. I know, what do we have? I mean, <laughs> I, I think... It's of... like, I don't even... Even mainstream feels a little bit counter... I don't know what the word is revolutionary, but I don't think revolutionary is quite the yeah. right word. It's like Katy Perry singing a song about like how we're all, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, her most recent song, it's like all about how we're, uh, what's the word? Like distracting ourselves from like all the shit that's going on yeah. in the world so that we can just get by it. I'm like, what kind of, this is like fucking pop music. This is this Katy Perry singing this? And it's like, that was reserved for like in the sixties. I feel like that was reserved for a certain genre or a certain kind of like people. And now it's like playing on the radio all the time. Yeah. So it's interesting. I still think of like a lot of rap music as being fairly. Oh, it's probably a little more. Yeah. I mean, politically like, I charged know, for sure. I'm just thinking of like the, you know chance the rapper like is and stuff right now or whatever but um mm. yeah i don't I love chance yeah <laughs> but um yeah i don't know it's um yeah i don't know different worlds or whatever so to speak i don't know there's probably a lot to i mean i don't know I, this is not something i'd ever be able to talk about but i'm sure there's a lot of really interesting stuff to dig into like ari a kind of i mean the folk folk music getting a lot of its roots from from blues or you know vice versa and so like, oh, yeah. a lot of that would be tied to kind of like um you know civil rights activism and stuff like that too which is kind of interesting i don't know part of the thing that, that has always a little bit like skeeved me just on like tr- kind of like old traditional folk music is that like i don't and this is like 100 percent my own fault like i don't really know a lot of like non-white folk singers <laughs> um yeah uh, i usually don't um think of i don't i mean i don't know folk music all that well but i can't really think of yeah non-white ones right now to be honest it's just something that like whenever i think of like a a genre that was defined as being um you know protest music and stuff and i'm like huh well you know why is it that when i think of that genre like all i can think of is that it's you know it's people like bob dylan or whatever anyway whatever but right uh, yeah (laughs) i think the same thing (laughs) sorry not to like completely tangent the 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 whole thing no no it's good yeah it's all yeah we're good (laughs) but yeah fix it in post yeah whatever but um yeah i don't know it uh, for me it was just like watching this movie i mean I, i really liked it um it was a little i mean i said this a couple of times already like it was a little incomprehensible to me at times just in terms of like i mean like it's very obvious what it is on the surface level and the more i tried to think about what are the kinds of like themes and stuff that they might be trying to get at in the film it's like i hesitate to have it be like oh the theme that they're trying to get across is that yeah shit. I, <laughs> like, yeah uh, i was doing the same thing where it's like for our purposes we're trying to like pull something out of it to yeah. be like ah yes this is what it's saying about life and it was really hard to do that for this movie mm-hmm. just because it i don't know if i necessarily really wanted to have anything in particular to say it just kind of had a lot of themes and i think it generally just wanted to have a certain feeling yeah I agree with that. and that's you know that, that which is good i think that's important too yeah and i liked the fact that this movie's a little like like i haven't really seen a movie like this before yeah, like, again it's really like it's very there's no redemption yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. fucked exactly yeah and it's very like um I, like I, m- I remember 
when it came out, like, one of the main criticisms was that it was, like, slow, so to speak, or whatever, and mm. um, it's very almost methodical, at least, is kind of how I felt watching it. That Yeah, it was calming. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Like, there wasn't really much in there that I was, you know, it's not a, there's not really many, like, peak moments in the film where you would, you know, like, you would feel like an emotional right. peak or like- whatever. Yeah, like, you could tell, like, I felt like it was just kind of, like, this quiet sadness the whole time, yes. where it's, like, you could tell that he's, like, struggling <laughs> yeah. and suffering, but it's not like he blows up about it, it's not like anyone even, like, I think the most that you get is that guy beating him up in the alley, and that's, like, the most exuberant, ex- like, ex- yeah. uh, expression of emotion, I, I think, in believe- the movie. Yeah, I just can't believe he got beat up by, like, this old dude in the alleyway, like, how bad is your life if, like... I'm pretty sure Oscar, I'm pretty sure Oscar Isaac could have taken it, <laughs> Right? So I did want to talk a little bit about like what you thought of the like the cinematography and the visuals. Um, oh, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, well, just because I the I don't know I, I I can't remember the name of the cinematographer unfortunately, but um, I don't know I really enjoyed the colors in this movie in particular. Like it was something that once I started thinking about it, um, like I kept kind of paying attention to how. It wasn't monotone, but it was just very, like, I guess brown and, like, dark colors. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously that kind of... Not only does that just kind of add to the whole atmosphere, so to speak, but, like, I don't know. It... it like, I, I know I said this, but it just really felt like, oh, this is, like, a, a movie where this guy is really depressed. Yeah, um, no, it, it, to get captured that very well, like, through the way it was shot. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously the colors and the lighting are all really dim. Yeah, and... But I feel like... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, part of it was also like I didn't, um, like I've I've been to New York a handful of times and stuff now, and I guess probably people who are actually from there would probably be able to pull out specific locations. But I, I was trying to kind of like orient myself, not just when he was in New York, but kind of like in general in the movie. And to me, something that added to kind of this feeling of like low emotion was that a lot of times I'd be watching and like not really sure like how we got to a specific place like there were a lot of really harsh cuts in this movie um between scenes and it was a little disorienting which I guess is kind of you know it's probably what they were going for in terms of like you know this guy's like kind of bumbling around or whatever but um I don't know it was like for me like with the cuts and stuff like it was to the extent that like once it got to the end of the movie and that scene um or like a series of scenes is like repeating itself from the beginning like i (laughs) i was watching it and i was like oh this this feels really familiar i don't really understand why and then like i got to the end and i was like isn't that wasn't that basically exactly the same scenes (laughs) um yeah and so i don't know if, if that was i mean i'm sure it was purposeful in terms of like kind of adding to this overall effect of like things are just kind of spiraling in a circle and you're being kept in the same place or whatever but um yeah and you're just stuck there yeah I think think part of the reason why this movie was a little bit difficult for me to fully wrap my head around was just that there were aspects to it that I found kind of disorienting but yeah like um like I was confused by like because the beginning and the end obviously are like the same and so I was like wait is like time just repeating itself or is like like, like a flash starting yeah right and so I don't know if even they know, but like, yeah, yeah, either way, tributes to the same feeling of that I'm sure. I feel like they were getting at the. Do we decide his name is Sisyphus? Sisyphus. 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 Sounds like an STD, but um, 
Yeah. <laughs> got Sisyphus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I... I like this movie. It's just I would it would be hard for me to watch it again. I think. Yeah, I think. I think it would have to be in a particular mood yeah. to really want to watch it. That's fair. I think I I want to just now because I I want to pay better attention maybe and try to pick out more things. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm sure that I might get like get more out of it the more times I watch it. I feel yeah. like it's one of those movies that has like a lot of layers that you just don't think about until you know what happens. Yeah, exactly. But. That makes sense. When I'm not like so distracted by how much I love Oscar Isaac and his singing. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm like, oh god, he really, he's really good to look at in this film. So. And he fucking left the cat. Oh, I, I know. Oh, that was the worst part. Oh, that was the worst part of the movie. I, I was actually a little bit upset. I was like, I, I was kind of sympathetic towards your character. Yeah, and now and I then, just kind of hate you. Yeah, for me, that was, I was like, well, God, you had to do that. But um, and <laughs> yeah, there was this funny thing that I read that was kind of like um you know was is Lou and the cat like drawing parallels between like there's so much that you could probably bullshit your way through with this movie just because it's oh, one yeah. of those films but I liked that I'm like yeah I mean it's almost like literal like it almost gets literal in terms of like Schrodinger's cat like he leaves a cat in a car or whatever but um <laughs> yeah yeah oh I don't this is one just like last kind of random thing one thing that I also noticed that I I really kind of liked in the film was that um there were a lot of I, like I thought it was interesting that there was a lot of like nautical themes in the movie. I don't know with, with him hmm. being in the Marines or like I don't know if he was in the Marines or if it was like he had a license or whatever. To, and, yeah, and his dad was like in the Marines and stuff. And um, I feel like there's just so much about him that felt kind of like it was like he was just kind of drifting. Sailing. Yeah, or he was just kind of like drifting around places. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you end up in the middle of the ocean it's like everything around you is the same, right? Yeah, exactly. But... So maybe that was kind of that feeling of just like being lost in the ocean was just kind of brought home a little more that way. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, a, I like that. Just a random I never even, detail. I didn't even think about that, which is cool. Yeah, yeah no. Just... I, honestly, I think that is a good catch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about There's it. There's like stuff in there that I know if I went back and watch the movie yeah. and be able to pick maybe out we'll have it. a second episode with the same movie and see if we can <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, that yeah <laughs> we'll see but we can just we can just I can just text you about it how about that okay that sounds good oh <laughs> uh, yeah I guess we can kernel of truth it I feel like you probably already touched on them but yeah do you have one or I, should I go ahead and... um I, I do but I can I can go you can go I don't care okay <laughs> uh well how, how would you feel about it uh, <laughs> you can go um, Why don't you go? Yeah, I'll take a stab. <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, you should go. I want to flesh this thought out more before I sound stupid. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll talk about mine first. Um, okay. So, yeah, mine is kind of extrapolating off of um, some things that I talked about a little bit earlier, but one thing that this movie got me thinking about was how we define what it means to fail. Um, and I guess this was my attempt to find something in this film that wasn't kind of super pessimistic in terms of like what's a message I can carry out from it and uh, yeah I, it just got me thinking about kind of what we talked about the stereotype of what it means like the American dream and what that means and um, I don't know it like my personal feelings about like the quote unquote American dream have always been pretty complicated, but I do think that it's kind of this idea that we get sold on that, um, I don't know, like 
like if you remember this in like high school and stuff like you get like goal setting worksheets and stuff like that <laughs> and like people yeah. are very in our society expected to be goal oriented and to and and not just goal oriented but like success oriented um and i think that right i think it's really important to kind of critically examine what success looks like to you um because I think it's often the case that it's not, uh, oh, I'm going to, you know, make a bunch of money or I'm going to land this very specific job or I'm going to get married and have, you know, children or whatever. I mean, those are... Be left ever. Yeah, exactly. And those are, those are like, things that... We gonna get a castle. <laughs> those are things that are, like... I mean, they're good goals and stuff. Like, I'm not trying to knock that or whatever, but it's... um Right. I think when, uh, I think when you set yourself up with these like very high profile like very specific things that you want to achieve um especially if you're not I mean I think that when people try to teach like what it means to be goal oriented and like set goals like a lot of what they say is like you have to you know set um like achievable step stones right. you know, or just whatever be I mean, realistic yeah and uh I don't know I cuz I I just think that um I think it gets important to think about. Yeah, like, um, like I you're, agree. you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I feel like my kernel of truth is basically on the same lines <laughs> that you're talking about. Cool. Where I think like a healthy dose of pessimism is good, mm-hmm. or in the sense that like don't set your expectations ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. Like I would probably imagine that if. Lewin decided that like his expectations would be lowered, and he would think. And if, you know, he has this little dose of reality where it's like, okay, I'm probably not going to be, like, big again or whatever, but what I can do is, like, figure out things I like to do and things I enjoy, people I like to spend time with, and worry about that stuff that I can control and can do pretty simply and not be crushed if I don't make it as an artist, uh, which is a high expectation. (laughs) And I think expectations make us feel like shit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so much of this is like internal that um if you decide you're gonna do things without kind of realistic ways to achieve them then when you don't i I mean it's almost like when you don't quote unquote achieve these things like it's i mean it's easy to get into kind of this mode of like feeling like a failure or feeling like you've failed um when a lot of the times i think for a lot of people it's like i don't know i think most people in terms of when they feel like they've failed like it's more of a you know d- disappointing yourself necessarily than like other people i don't yeah, know I mean, it, yeah, i'm yeah. sure it's different for, for all people but um, no I, I feel i mean i'm a person who would uh it's i don't know if perfection is quite the right word yeah. but i definitely beat myself up for not like quite doing something like, exactly the, the way i want it to be or yeah or not being perceived the way i want it to be yeah. or not being whatever i'm just like if that didn't happen i'm gonna be like ah <laughs> yeah and i think we we touch on I mean I think almost every episode we touch on like ways to feel fulfilled and like ways to be happy in your life um and yeah. I think that because we're experts yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, uh. we are allowed to tell you how to do that I know. go ahead yeah I can anyway I'm not gonna think about that too long but um, okay. yeah it's like I don't know um I mean I think that for a lot of this movie like he's presented to the audience as being kind of like a failed character like like he is if like yeah. people i mean i spent a, spent some time thinking about like you know is lewin a loser is he a failure i mean he's kind of an asshole but he like he can be anyway 
but I don't I mean it's hard like I don't know if I would necessarily see him as like a failure because it totally depends on he had a lot of talent it depends on what you're looking yeah, at yeah exactly guess. I mean I were me- meant to assume that he must have had at least some you know some amount of success or whatever um, right like maybe if he found some kind of enjoyment in the fact that he was talented or worked hard enough to get to where he, he was, was as far as yeah. his music is or even like that, you know just yeah. figure out if like if that's something that he wants to keep doing and you know I think um right I think we should just give him advice <laughs> <laughs> just Oscar Isaac listen to me yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah it's like if he I don't know I think I think being fulfilled and like I mean it's interesting I, like I think for most people I think failure is like a number one fear for for most people yeah. and I think it's interesting to think about like why that's the case um because right like what's the worst that's gonna happen if you fail like nothing really i don't know it's it's all yeah it's all kind of like this weird sense of um like yeah i think you just need to find things to get anxious about like (laughs) so i don't know um it's kind of like my my nebulous takeaway from this movie is just like uh, i don't know like think about I, I think that there's a strong tie between being able to find sources of fulfillment in your life and that, you know, like, I, I don't know. I think, like, if you can find aspects of your life to be fulfilled about and, like, understand critically, like, what parts of your life bring you happiness, um, it yeah. helps to not feel like a failure. Right. And it's, I mean, it seems like a broad topic, too, yeah. but you can, like, you can figure out, okay, I'm happy today, why? And then, like, jot down what you did or whatever. Or I'm sad today, why? And jot down what you did. And kind of generally, there tends to be a pattern as yeah. to what makes us happy, what doesn't. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And this um, isn't necessarily yeah. the case for, like, how the other characters in the film feel about. Well, actually, it kind of is. I mean, I don't think that the Gorefines see him as anything, but, like, they like having him around. Like, they forgive him even when he blows up at them. And they like listening to his music and, like, they're positive people or whatever. And, you know, maybe Gene or whatever is kind of curmudgeon y, but. Um, yeah, it's whatever. To me, it seems. I don't, I don't know if he likes them very much, well, but. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it seems like he. He's purposely trying to well, find something to be upset about. It seemed a little bit like that to me whenever he's with them, but... Yeah, it's maybe part of the grieving process or whatever. But I think part of it's also, like... <laughs> like, most people don't see you as a failure. If you like, if you feel like you failed in ways, like, I've, I have found that often, almost always... People don't, The yeah. case is that, like, you're disappointing yourself and you're not disappointing other people. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. Failure is, like, yeah. a really interesting... I don't know. There's a lot of really interesting stuff there. Like, I already. Yeah. What failure is and, like, you know, feeling. Don't be afraid of it. I don't know. (laughs) This is, like, me just kind of, like, rambling because this movie was super weird. (laughs) I don't know what to say anymore. Because I think, I think I like what you're saying about how it's mostly always ourselves punishing ourselves. And I think I'm also somebody who's like, I still don't want to disappoint anybody. But I think when it comes down to it, I'm just disappointing myself. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we've helped people today. You told I them how to so. deal with their failings yeah. and depression. <laughs> Go get therapy or whatever <laughs> no. help you need. Should, it's all good. Yeah, we should. We're obviously, you know, you don't you don't need anything else. Just just listen to our podcast. We, we'll solve right. all your problems. We've tackled depression. We've tackled relationship advice. What if someone sued us because it, our advice <laughs> didn't work out? Like, I don't know if you can sue somebody for something like that. Can you not? <laughs> I mean, well, maybe we should just start putting a disclaimer. Like, the, we are not experts. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just our advice. Yeah. You can take it or leave. To the, to the okay, two or three people I do have that listen to, to this, but... <laughs> the two or three people are really upset with us but yeah 
uh, okay. In any Very case, cool. Um, Enjoy it. I gotta let this dog out. But yeah. Okay. Well, we should sign off. Um. All right. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. You, you can find me on Twitter at emilyaward94 or on Instagram as well. Make you look at my art as mwardart. E M W A R D A R T on Instagram. Um, yes, that's where you find me. I have been Emily. Yeah, I have. I have. I have, and always shall be your your friend, Jim. Um, I've been Dora. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw in a spot quote. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Dorabot. And uh, that's like I don't know. That's pretty much where I'm at these days. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can, can find, find the web or you can find the website for this podcast at pondersoverpopcorn.wordpress.com. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, iTunes, man. We'll okay, so thanks for listening, everybody. Later. Enjoy your lives. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>